Just don't ever have hope in your teams. I think that's, oh, it's I getting think that's there. It's oh, getting was, there. Your team played in a big game this past weekend? Or? Ah, recently. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, you know what? I'm going to give. I'm gonna let you slide for a week here just because this is probably the only time in, I know. Who are you talking to? You. Who? You. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I me? guess. See, the one thing is. Talk shit. Like, no, why? Why? I, I want to be why? pissed at you, but why? also like. When was the last, like... You just gave me two. You're like, what did you give me? Why? What happened? When was the last time, like... Oh, you When was the last time any of your teams won a championship? So, like, we, we have to... We have to give him I, I, a little I'm bit. I'm going to give you a little bit, because I'm out of the goodness of my dude, heart. Dude, what now? A little bit here. But check yourself a little bit, too. <laughs> I want to hear you guys say it. <laughs> uh, nobody... Uh, look, I still say, you know, 11 points down at halftime. It's not like blowing a 3-1 lead. To a 73 win team. That's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's true. I saw they did that segment on first say. take, and I was like, they did a. If if it wasn't exactly that, what, it was, wait, did it they was, actually do that? That's awesome. No, oh no, very they, stupid. They literally Monday morning ran the debate on first take. Does Joe Burrow, if he were to win a Super Bowl, does his Super Bowl title in Cincinnati is that bigger? than LeBron James' NBA title in Cleveland. And I just thought it was an outrageous question. I Like, I understand he's an Ohio kid, but he's also from Athens County. I love that we went through this whole conversation. I just want to point out, I love now, Pat Mahomes is now the new Aaron Rodgers, right? In wow. some way, not like Woo. he's on that four, trajectory. Four straight AFC His yeah, career right now has One that same trajectory, early Super Bowl win, and then since then, I mean... It's, it's, pretty similar i was gonna say if rogers would have gotten to another one and lost like yeah. that's almost the exact the same exact same if you think about it both i of just them, think it's both the yeah. patriots one i mean you could the bucks thing obviously they got rolled pretty easily but the, the yeah. patriots one where they lost the coin flip and they had that pick that was called for the offsides yeah you had the Bengals game where you were about to go up 28 to 10 at halftime oh. and then or at least 24 to 10 and then you run the dumbest oh play with like that five was seconds. Crazy! I was like, no way believe, the Bengals keep them out. Like, this is it. This is this could that. be the dagger. And then they ran that. And then as soon as they stopped them, ran into halftime. I'm like, ooh, yeah. One like, half that, of football later, yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals, AFC champions. <laughs> and guys, we're gonna talk about it next week. We're we'll dive into the uh, the whole matchup preview and everything. Matchup for the Super Bowl that the Bengals are playing in. Uh, but today is one of my favorite segments that we, I think this is our third year third doing, year. third yeah. year doing this is one of my favorite segments that we ever do on the show. The uh, best of Super Bowl special props. Yeah, best of Super Bowl. Also recapping the seasons for, for whatever reason, all of our teams, both our teams, all NFL. Uh, next week, we will have two shows again, getting you prepped for the Superb Al number 56, as well as an early show talking about, you know, some other big things happening in the state, all-star game yeah. coming to Cleveland. We already have two rising stars Ooh. from the uh, Cavaliers playing. All-star reserves will be announced on Thursday. So Cavs, one of the best stories going into the all-star break and season four of 30 rack coming to an end. We're going to take a Couple week, couple week, week break hiatus. after that, but be back to I'm shooting a film. So. Yeah, Zach's Zach's going to. <laughs> it's, I'm Van, going places. Vancouver to yeah. film the sequel it's a rom to <laughs> Love Actually. Ah, uh, yeah. Josh oh, has okay. Josh has some some uh, playoffs to deal with, and then I I just have to go in hibernation to find myself. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back in early March. 
uh, to get you prepped for March Madness as well as get you caught up on all the winter sports. So a couple more football shows here, and then we will be back in about a month from now. But, guys, to introduce ourselves, you know I like to do something fun with the introductions. Oh, of course. With the uh, interesting weather that is coming into the state of Ohio, uh, depending on where you are in the state, you could be getting feet of snow to basically just a bunch of rain, depending on, you know, northwest to to southeast Ohio, basically. Toledo to Portsmouth. Uh, So I figured, what, what kind of weather pattern are we as a podcast right now? On the ones and twos. We've got we've got our, our warm front, our you know kind of first day of spring sunshine in Josh. Uh, he finally you know after a long winter, you finally remember what it's like to, to enjoy a day outside after all these years of rooting for Cincinnati sports. He finally has some meaning that he feels behind it. You know, being a Bengals fan, finally at least getting to that Super Bowl for the first time in his lifetime. Josh, how you feeling? Uh, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, I find it difficult to stay on the earth. It's very difficult lately. Um, it, 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 it won't... The same thing that's been all these past... I've had some of the biggest games of my life in the past couple months. In each one, it hasn't really hit me at all. I haven't gotten nervous at all. Up until like that last commercial in the intro sequence, that whatever station it's on, and that first graphic comes up, I wanna throw up. And I might actually do it at the Super Bowl. We'll say, be interesting to see a nice Josh throw up. To my right is uh, the guy that's, I would say kind of like (laughs) snowfall in the South. He's one of those guys, you know, both him and his team, you know, for those people that don't see snow a lot, for some people it's joyous, you know, it's fun, get to see snow, it's something new, something different, get a snow day, it's fun. For other people, you can't drive in the snow, everything's blocked up, you may be stuck in traffic for forever because no one knows how to drive. It's kind of like him, not everyone's cup of tea and it's okay. (laughs) You know, being a Packers Buckeyes fan, you would also say, some people would die to have, you know, a Super Bowl and a national championship, while some Packer and Buckeye Two fans go. Championships, though. Well, I mean, in recent. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And, you know, some people would say, "Hey, that's not enough." You know, we should we should be expecting more. Exactly. So, exactly, Greg. You get it. <laughs> so there you go. Like I said, some people would, you, you know, get it. <laughs> an Indiana football fan would die to be in the, bu- you know, a Detroit Lions football fan would die to be in the Packers. Till they're but, there. Till you're there. Till you're there. So there you are, up and down. Not everybody's cup of tea, but that sounds like a perfect summation of myself. So, myself in the middle. Oh God! Just every to the sad little rain cloud. Not violent, not startling or fun. No interesting parts to it. Just several days of gloom, realizing I have to watch the Bengals versus Odell. Such is life <laughs> of a Browns fan. That's tough. I just feel like that little like rain. I cloud didn't even put that. Okay, yeah, that, that's why I'm laughing. That's hilarious. I mean, Johnny Manziel was taking shots at us this week. Like, it's just, it's just been one of those. It's just uh, been one of those weeks. Where you're just like, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know why I did this. Hugh, Hugh said today. Hugh said a lot. Of no, so, <laughs> so Hugh said a lot. Well, yeah. He was so. For those of you that aren't as uh, as plugged in on the full NFL, uh, former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores is. Uh, 
basically trying to sue the NFL. And one I believe of his, him 100%. One of his points, some of them have to go against other teams for their hiring process, but one of them is with the Dolphins, basically saying that the Dolphins owner, in order to have him tank, pay, offered to pay him per loss. And then Hugh Jackson came in and said, me too, but not really. They didn't actually like pay me. They just didn't give me anything to win. And I said, <laughs> yes, the best way to tank without actually tanking is to hire Hugh Jackson as the coach. <laughs> that was the perfect plan all along. But such is, uh, such is Hugh Jackson. Guys, we've got a full show coming up. Talking a lot of football. Recapping this whole glorious year. And a fun little, uh, what, collaboration beer. A little collab. So we'll get to all of that in just a second, but first let's get to some headlines. Headlines with Greg. The lunar year of the tiger is upon us as of yesterday, but for some, that started Sunday, with the Bengals getting a huge comeback win to make the franchise's first Super Bowl since the 80s. The Bengals trailed the Chiefs 21-10 just before half, but were able to hold the Chiefs scoreless on their final drive at the one yard line before taking control in the second half, outscoring KC 14 to three to force overtime. Lean, hungry. <laughs> they were then able to get a stop of Mahomes and become just the second team since the new overtime rules were put in to lose the toss and win the game off a 31 yard Evan McPherson field goal to take the Bengals to LA, where they will in fact face the home Rams who overcame a 10-point deficit of their own to take down San Fran. The Rams open up as four-and-a-half-point favorites before the big showdown on the 13th. Mean? Angry? To the ice, where things seem very uneven, which I don't know if you guys know, that's not great for the ice. Rough to skate on. Uh, the Jackets had a two-and-two two week with some ups and some downs. Defensively, things have been a mess, to say nicely, uh, giving up at least three goals in all four games and averaging seven goals against in the week's two losses. That was very generous of you. But the good news is star Patrick Laine has finally stepped up after a extremely slow start, only six goals up to last week, bagged two goals in each of the last two games, and had multiple points in three of the four games last week. So hopefully that will continue as the defense starts to improve. Uh, on the hardwood, the Cavs had a three-in-one week, making it 9 of the last 11 and an 11 and 4 month of January, which puts the Cavs within striking distance just one and a half games out of the top spot in the East. While we wait for hopefully two Cavaliers to be announced Thursday as All-Star Reserves, two Cavaliers were already named to an All-Star Weekend event, with Isaac Okoro and Evan Mobley both taking part in the Rising Stars event. On to the college ranks, the Buckeye had a week on the road where they had another one-and-one one stretch, winning at Minnesota on Thursday before dropping a tough game in West Lafayette Saturday versus Purdue. It was a game where they trailed by 20 in the second half before tying things up late and losing on a buzzer beater. After a four-and-three month in conference, so not counting that IUPUI game, uh, the Buckeyes now sit fifth in the Big Ten, but are just one-and-a-half games behind the three-way tie at the top. The Buckeyes also, or the Bearcats, also had a one in one week with a brutal loss. They're just coming at Temple, where they had a 14 point lead early in the second before being outscored 34 to 17 over the last 17 and a half minutes. They almost did it again Sunday at ECU, this time blowing a 10 point lead in the last five minutes before a late David DeJulius put back, put the Cats over the Pirates 60 to 59. 
The Cats now have a full week off thanks to Thursday's game being postponed, so their next matchup will be a huge one, hosting number six Houston Sunday night. To wrap up the rest of the state, in Norwood, Xavier had a one-on-one week as well, falling to Providence before beating Creighton to stay above 500 in the Big East. The Flyers of Dayton got two wins over Fordham and URI at UD Arena to stay in the uh, A-10 chase. In the MAC, Toledo and OU continue to roll, both having undefeated weeks to stay with just one loss in conference. And in the horizon, the Vikings of Cleveland State got a huge win versus Wright State, then dropped the ball at NKU, putting them one loss behind Oakland, with the Raiders sitting three losses behind. Guys, those are your OH headlines. We are drinking a beer that is a collaboration between Seventh Sun and Upper Cup. It is Guji Good News. Is that how we pronounce it? It is a IPA. Guhei. Guhei? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's an IPA yeah. with Ethiopian yeah. coffee. So it is a uh, collaboration for uh, Columbus Charities. Um, like we mentioned, it's a coffee IPA, which you normally don't see. Normally you get the... Mm, the coffee stouts or the coffee darks, you know, I've seen a couple of coffee kolsches, but I, I think this might be the first coffee IPA I've ever had. Oh, yeah. 100%. I can't even think of. I mean, yeah, it's usually like a stout. No, it's delicious, though. I really like what it, I was kind of a little worried when I saw that. At first, I was like, I don't know if that's right. Kind of not a uh, combination you would normally see. And guys, this actually isn't a beer collaboration. This is a beer and coffee collaboration. So Seventh Sun is the brewery. Upper Cup actually is the is a coffee shop. So they have their espressos, you know, coffees and whatnot. So they actually provided their Ethiopian coffee beans to the brew for Seventh Sun. Well, and Greg, it's interesting you mentioned that because this is, I believe, our third time having Seventh Sun brewing on our show. Every single time we've had them on, it has been a collaboration of some sort, whether it be with another local business or another uh, in-state brewery. Uh, it's really cool to see them reaching out and teaming up with all these people. I, uh, I chose this one for us because the can, which Zach will get to later in reciting the can, the can kind of jumped out to me. It's got yeah. the newspaper print on it. And, you know, I thought with the good news of the Cincinnati Bengals reaching the Super Bowl, I figured we could use some Gucci good news, and uh, this is also, I mean, combines two of my favorite beverages, IPAs and coffee. Exactly. It's got a good hot profile in it, too. Um, it's all, I I read a little bit of it on the can, but there's so much, like I said, it's a newspaper can, mm-hmm. so there's so much, there's a lot to read on. Oh, yeah, that you we'll could learn, it talks about the beans, but, and yeah. yeah. Great hot, really pro- hot profile, great coffee beans, it's all fantastic flavor. Yeah, you got Seven Sun, you know, on Fourth Street in Columbus, and then you also have the Upper Cup Coffee, uh, which is on Parsons Avenue. It's just off Seventy One in Columbus. So two Columbus businesses coming together. Um, you know, Upper Cup has actually, uh, you know, given their coffee beans to this made this whole collaboration not really something that you see a whole lot of because you know yeah. a lot of these whole coffee colches or coffee you know they use their own coffee beans mm-hmm. or their fine coffee beans this is a full-on collaboration 
And I think you can almost tell because it's got that like stronger coffee flavor. You can yeah. tell there's a little bit more of a coffee body yeah. to it. I would say it reminds me more of the coffee Kolsch that I've had over a coffee stout. You know, it's mm -hmm. not quite as heavy, but it's obviously got right. a strong coffee I think flavor. I know. If you don't like coffee, you might not like it. But it if you like coffee, you can It has a little bit of like that bitter, I don't know how to explain it. You know, um, not that they're normally sweeter, but I just feel like this one's like, the coffee's more natural, like as if you had a black, like yeah, a little bitter, that which so it flows better. Well, with, I think you know, like the IPA. I think they focused on the uh, the coffee a lot, like in the brew process, because like hop wise, I think they balance it out because they also they use it in the kettle and they dry hop it. Uh, mm -hmm. Mosaic Lotus HBC four seventy two. Um, so you kind of get the fruit forward hops yeah. and the coffee aroma. But Greg, I think. It, I think I know specifically what beer you're talking about, actually. Is it from Sonder Brewing? It is from Sonder uh, Brewing. Yeah, they're Kolsch with coffee. It reminds me a lot of that. That's one of my favorite beers. Um, this has a little bit more of, it's weird to say for an IPA, a smoothness about it. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more blended together. It's not as crisp as that Kolsch, mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely a very interesting, uh, an interesting beer here. Guys, quick uh, trivia question for you. Uh-oh. So, uh... Hey so, uh, Mikkel Hobte, who started Upper Cup, is from Eritrea. Okay. Do you guys know where Eritrea is? South Pacific? No. But no. I'm going to guess Ethiopia just because it's Ethiopian coffee. Eritrea is actually an African nation that is just north. Ethiopia. Oh. Ah. Oh, oh, it's only okay. Yeah, I would so have never a, guessed. It's a small nation. I know it's dealt with a lot of unsettledness really? over the last 20 or so years, as yeah. a lot of nations in that area. Yeah. Uh, so, little nice, fun little geography lesson, lesson for you if you've never right, heard of yeah. Eritrea. I appreciate yeah. that. Something that, That'll uh, come in handy, you know. Next time I'm, hey, at, maybe or maybe yeah. at a, trivia Next time I'm at a brewery trivia night, yeah. Now I know. So there you go. Uh, we'll be enjoying the Seven Sun Guji Good News IPA with Ethiopian coffee. All right, our first segment of the show, as we mentioned, an NFL heavy show, wrapping up the this, this season for the most part, uh, talking about some of the Ohio team MVPs. It's been an up and down season i would say for both teams though more up at the end for the Bengals. uh certainly some highs and some lows which we'll get to later but first we got to talk about some team mvps Ooh. most important player for the Bengals, or, or maybe someone under the radar mip or we yeah. do an mvp mvp we'll do mvp so and then who's MIP. the most valuable player? okay most valuable player Jamar Chase. Oh, really? Jamar Chase. Not Joe, Not the guy who's in charge of getting him the ball. <laughs> nope. Really? Who has nope. to know what everybody else... Okay. Nope. I think it's Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase was able to do things this year that even, even Chad Johnson wasn't able to do. Even A.J. Green wasn't able to do. You have a guy now that is explosive enough just with the ball like A.J. Green... Great at going up and making whatever catch you need him to make. Chad Johnson, fabulous route runner, speed, you know, 
Jamar Chase has all of it. Jamar Chase has the catch, he has the speed, and he has the playmaking ability to extend plays into, and we saw it in, we've seen it so many times recently at the end of the year, especially that Week 17 game against that Chiefs that won that little, that little, uh, that little curl that he ran and then just took yeah. off. Uh, that kind of playmaking ability has extended games or gotten the Bengals out to quick starts in the first half that, or maybe I should rephrase that. Quick starts in the second half. <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna <laughs> quick starts like, in the yeah. second half that they normally, you know, that spark yeah. that you have on the drive to get you that big play, they normally mm-hmm. wouldn't have that. You know, Andy Dalton's offenses, they were very methodical drive down. There wasn't an explosiveness. Oh, yeah, no. They were good, all. but there wasn't an explosiveness You had a nickel, dime, nickel, yeah. dime, nickel, dime. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh I mean, I don't know if that's why I'd pick, but I'm saying I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think that's he's. I yeah. You've I, never had a um, a dynamic, all-in-one uh, playmaker. You I mean, know, sometimes you need that guy that can do it all that you can count on. I get yeah. Right. It's it, it was tough, but yeah. I'm going with Jamar Chase. Just I mean, I know you're saying it here first. Joe Burrow's trash. Yep. You know what? You know it. <laughs> Anybody could throw to Jamar Chase. I think, I think you're selling. <laughs> half this team short josh i know you want to you want to look at the defense here. i think i would say trey hendrickson would be the mvp for this team a sack in 12 of the last 15 games for the Bengals. a guy who creates havoc allows the rest of the defense not as much pressure has allowed the Bengals to be able to drop back in pressure which they seem to be much better at doing against mahomes later in the game forcing mahomes to take some of those coverage sacks because you have a guy like Hendrickson, that late game, Mahomes would have ran for 10 yards if Hendrickson wasn't wasn't chasing him down. He's been the one guy that I think has changed the defense from last year to this year. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you there. Uh, I think if we were going MIP, um, I, I would maybe go Hendrickson because one of the biggest concerns you had in the offseason was that even with the improvements made to linebacker, even you know Lou Anarumo coming in, or, you know, taking over with, you know, some more speed um, in the backfield, you weren't going to have a great defensive line. You were going to have that playmaker on the defensive line to get you any sort of rush off the edge. And I think Trey Hendrickson has done a fabulous job of filling in. Perfect. So we got MVP, MIP. Now, who's the most outstanding player for the Bay? <laughs> mop. The mop. Uh, I think that's Burrow. But, I mean, not McPherson? Just to go back to Chase, though, just because I thought this was kind of crazy to look at, uh, his yards from scrimmage, total yards from scrimmage, uh, 1,476. Chad Johnson had one season in which he uh, barely edged that out uh, by 11 yards. Uh, A.J. Green never matched that before. Um, Just... This is only a stat that's been like really kept. Like I'm looking at pro uh, football reference. Um, So not a stat that's been kept for very long. But you look at Jamar Chase's, uh, his yak yards after catch, 651 yards this year. Uh, Chad Johnson, that stat didn't get tracked. And and, uh, A.J. Green, that stat only got tracked his last three seasons. But none of them came close. Um, a couple of uh, Chad Johnson's good years where you can go back and track his yak, not close. Mm. Um, it's just he has that explosiveness that yep. can get you points 
that other that you wouldn't have had in past Bengals offenses. I, I not to discredit what Greg's point about Trey Hendrickson. I think yeah. there's. I almost chose. I almost chose the kicker, man. Well, well I mean, that's what you, I was saying. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no kicker, kicker love. I mean. You know, the guy that was on the Tennessee sideline, if he Fat was on the Bengals sideline, yeah. maybe you missed that kick against oh, yeah. Tennessee. Maybe you missed a couple. I mean, they had to, they've had to settle for a lot of field goals. Go back to Dolan's last year. They would have won, I think, just just off of last last second or, you know, game-changing stuff, you know, at the last play of the game stuff. I think they would have won two or three games more. I think yeah. overall you could have considered they could have won six more games that season yeah. and, had it and, not been for Fat and Randy. And, I mean, you even look at, you, even look at, you know, uh, last year you had the, you know, you had the Chargers game where he missed that yeah. kick at the end. Yeah. You had, you know, the Eagles game that was a tie. I mean, you're looking at two and one instead of, you know, Couple games they lost to the uh, the Giants by two, so you know a lot of games could be switched by having a solid kicker. It turns a uh, you know four eleven and one team into a seven and nine eight and eight team. Well, and not no Jamar Chase to... either. No Jamar yeah. Chase though either. So thanks, well, think about <laughs> think about we talked about this with the Bearcats. Um, I think this sprung off a conversation I heard on uh, uh, seven hundred ESPN here in Cincinnati that uh, when you have a competent field goal kicker, like think about the Bearcats. You know, if they didn't have, they ran all sorts of guys out there that, that year, this past season, and couldn't have any confidence in there. And it changes how you, once you get, you know, into enemy territory, you're across the, you know, 35-yard line, it changes how you call plays. You could be looking, you know, three downs for a first down. You could be looking... Bearcats a lot of times were a four down team yep. in, in that territory and because they didn't have games. yeah and, and did. I mean you look at you know a lot of teams, especially teams that had that one really great kicker for a long time, when they you know, the Bears when they lost Robbie Gold, they were kind of searching for years. Fucking the Browns Robbie Gold. God uh you know, Phil Dawson when he left, they've been searching for field goal kickers since then. Even the Patriots, you know, uh I mean, they had Vinatieri, then Goskowski, but mm-hmm. Goskowski kind of fell off a cliff. And then they've <laughs> yeah. been looking, yeah. you know, they've had Nick Folk, who's been yeah. mediocre at best. So you look at a lot of these teams, and, you know, especially at the NFL level, if you can be accurate from within 50 yards and hit a few 50-plus yards, oh, yeah. you're going to help your team win. Oh yeah, You know, that's usually good for probably two games a year. You know, maybe not last-second field goal kicks, but, hey, you missed a field goal here, and it changed the complexion. Yeah. Of the game. You know, you look at the Browns. They lost a game against the Raiders, you know, in a last-second yeah. gasp. And, you know, if their kicker makes a kick early in the game from 48 yards, game kind of changes on its right. head. So, right. you know, there are a lot of games that maybe are 10-point games or, you know, 8-point games or something that, change over the course of the game but if you can get those easy points early it certainly changes how you feel and your offense feels yeah right well greg you uh you mentioned the browns there uh you gotta we gotta talk about the browns too uh they played football this year they, they, they did play football this ago, year they played, they played some football. um i imagine this is going to be like a uh at least for me this would be the pick but a glue glue that held it all together kind of guy but who I, is your MVP? I mean, I the MVP I think is is easy. I think it jumps off the page. There's no question about it, and it's Miles Garrett. Yeah, you know, Miles Garrett was the glue that held that defense together. 
uh, you know, late in the season, he he was less effective because he had that groin injury. Well, yeah, I mean, but that happens, he was yeah. a guy that you know had 16 sacks, uh, franchise record. Uh, you know, he was one of those guys that even when he wasn't getting sacks, and I think a lot of people took that sack number. You know, him versus T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. There was a game versus the Ravens where they had three guys on him and he still got a sack. He was getting chipped and double teamed. And the running back was helping he takes out him focus all year. Yeah, away, he was one though, of those guys, guys that now. completely yeah. changes how an offense has to think. And you know, sixteen sacks could have easily been twenty had he stayed yeah. healthy. If you have, I mean, especially from a defensive tackle standpoint, because they really, you know, after losing Ogunjobi, they really had no one in the middle mm-hmm. to provide good pressure. Clowney was up and down and also hurt a little bit, so. Not having him wasn't great. If you have, you know, another guy that can get some regular pressure, like yeah. you see, I mean, with the Rams, and we'll get to it, in, you know, in a, a week or so. But <laughs> yeah. you know, you have two guys that can get pressure. You have to, you know, you have to double team Donald. So you have a guy right. like Von Miller who's going to get one on ones all yeah. day. If you can get a oh, guy, oh, well, just to go back to your point, I mean, I've I've seen it with Ogan Joby yeah, this yeah. year, and the way he compliments the other guys on on the line, like you yep. easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to look at, I really wanted to give it to Duranis Johnson just because it's such a feel good story, but it yeah. does not enough, not enough body of work there. It's yeah. hard; you can't not pick. I would say, yeah, I would say, I mean, the Garrett. two feel good stories are probably Duranis Johnson, and then I would say, you know. I guess rookie of the year. I don't know. One of the most, you know, one of the best feel good stories was uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa, mm-hmm. aka yeah. Jock. You know, he had uh, what seventy six tackles in fourteen games, two forced fumbles, a sack and a half. You know, missed a few games, but was a guy that made those impact plays. You know, one of those quick linebackers that when you try to run some of those you know, kind of sneaky, you know, the, the screens yeah. oh, or yeah. the swing passes, he was a guy that would blow a whole lot of that up. And honestly, like, probably would be in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year if Michael Parsons didn't exist. You yeah. know, Michael Parsons yeah, 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 was yeah. running away yeah, with yeah, him. Right. But aside of I mean, I mean, hey, hey, Greg Newsom was good, you know, as a first. But a guy that you got late in the second round, yeah. he was expected to be a top 20 pick who fell. He gave me no reason why he shouldn't have been a top 15 pick. Just oh, based on his instincts, his play. I mean, he missed... A couple games because of injury and a couple games because of COVID, and still had you know a little bit of rawness to him, which every rookie does. Yeah, but he made all those. Plays. I was yeah. I was chomping out the bit for the Packers to draft that guy. I was put that the Browns got him right before Packers came back around again. I was kicking myself over like because I, I you know Newsom was high. Obviously the Browns also got him right in front of the Packers. I'm pretty happy with the Stokes pick, but the Packers could have used that. No, I'm that's that's a yeah that's a good one. I will yeah, say. I think, you know, with linebacker play anymore never gets highlighted yep. anymore. I think that's one of the lost things, right? Like, there's not well many superstar linebackers right now. Yeah. If you really think about it, I mean, people that like, like you're talking about, like, and most of your superstar linebackers are the guys that were like Bobby Wagner that were good like five years yeah. ago and aren't really. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah. So it's kind of weird to think about, but yeah, that's such a that makes or breaks the defense. So I, I think looking at those two guys, you know, the one thing that is exciting is a defense that. You know, you, you thought of as the weak point last year has, you know, a handful of, of good young. I mean, obviously, you have Garrett, mm-hmm. you have Cormoa, you know, you have Denzel Ward and Newsom. You have some guys to build upon. I mean, Greedy Williams finally got back this year, was playing better. 
whole lot of injuries on the cornerback side, but they, I mean, they kept a struggling offense in a ton of games this year. Oh, yeah. So I would say, you know, the defense, aside of one or two games, gets my big nod, and, you know, Jock and Newsom definitely get yeah. plenty of praise from me. Um, any other players for the Browns to highlight uh, on this uh <laughs> Uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like Ernest Johnson and uh, Newsom were were my other two that I was looking at. Yeah. But you know, there there were a lot of guys on the Browns that it was you know it was good, and there's a lot of feel good stories, and there's a lot of like this guy's got a lot of promise. Yeah, but as a full body of work. Yeah, no, you know? I mean, no, I don't think any year, receiver yeah. with over 600 receiving yards. I mean, he had injuries, yeah. Yeah, it's illness. Like people's Jones. Brown just got ravaged by a little yeah. bit of everything. Some bad coaching, and it was just... Yeah. I don't think there's I mean, a, people are able to shine Yeah, in a lot of ways. So I've heard, lot, I've lot heard someone's issues. father say that. Really? <laughs> a lot of issues. So, uh, definitely some, <laughs> some big MVPs for the, Brown, or for the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> Some standouts for the Browns, but but not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we'll get back talking about some of the highlights and lowlights of the season, but uh, we'll get back to this wonderful beer from Seven Sun that we're enjoying. They brewed it again at Seven Sun Brewing. The grist of this IPA is a blend of Various barley and wheat malts providing a rich body and light sweetness as the perfect base for the coffee beans. In the kettle and dry hop, we layered in mosaic lotus and HBC 472 hops to accentuate the fruit-forward, light-roast coffee aromas. Da-da-da. Were you trying to go for, like, the extra, extra, extra there? I'm like, reading out the fucking headlines. Going yeah. for it. Bam! Go! Going for it. Uh, as Josh mentioned, the can has that kind of... Uh, doesn't kind of. It looks like a goddamn newspaper. Is what yeah, it like. it, yeah it's, it's got that old-timey cool. newspaper oh, yeah, yeah. You know, feel to it. I mean, it look, yeah, it obviously looks like a newspaper, but it's got that kind of, like, 60s, 70s news. Especially with the, that. With the Gucci good news. So, and uh, I would say the one fun little part is, uh, you know, they've got a couple different articles yeah. talking about the beer. But they also have like the ads that you would see in the newspaper. One for Upper Cup, a very good coffee cup. A very and, good you coffee know, cup. Seven Sun, the finest craft beer in every style and fashion. Oh, Try one in a can, dude. It's I got like a very old looking. I like how like, the bottle thing. On. The steam coming off of the coffee spells upper. Upper cup. Hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it also like it's cool that it's in the newspaper because they can fit so much about the beer on here. Oh yeah, uh, very like, cool. This little article is just like on the side. The secrets in the source at Upper Cup Coffee Company, and tells you where like Guji. It's called the beer's called Guji Good News. Uh, it tells you where Guji is, one of the zones of the Oromia region of southern Ethiopia, known for producing some of the world's most amazing coffees. And then it also talks about, you know, the, the charity benefits. Uh, it benefits um, Charity Newsies, which is uh, men and women from around Columbus that basically provide winter clothing for children mm. to make sure that they're properly dressed to go to schools, especially, you know, Columbus, all of Ohio. It's very cold during the winter, so, you know, proper winter coats and everything. 
Oh, yeah. That, that, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've kind of got like that. That's the picture, the picture kind of there that's on the front. And then the main kind of story at the bottom of the can will tell you kind of the story about the Columbus Charity Newsies. And then if you turn it to the right, you'll kind of get the Seventh Sun article of the newspaper. And then turn it all the way around, and you'll kind of get the uh, coffee yeah. side story. Um, and then even at the bottom here, there's another, like, notes of black cherry, dark chocolate, and jam. What? Uh, distinguish this coffee of the Ethiopian heirloom variety. Uh, it's grown at an elevation of 1,800 and uh, 2,200 meters. See, harvested in November and December. There's so many facts on this beer can, guys. So many facts. <laughs> Josh's mind is blown. I am. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know coffee harvests. I, yeah, I, everybody go. knows that in Ethiopia. Everybody knows that. Well, this is like I, I saw. <laughs> I saw this beer on the shelf, and I was like, "Oh, that's like a newspaper." It, like, and I flipped it out, started yeah. flicking a nickel, standing on the corner, reading the headlines. Y'all want a beer? Extra. We're doing our best and worst moments of the season. In the NFL, a lot of good for some teams. Phantom whistle. A lot of bad for other teams. Some good, some bad, some highs, some lows. Uh, in this economy. In this Josh, economy. we can probably guess one of them. But what were the highs and lows of this uh, of this Bengals season for you? Greg, I'll tell you the high has whatever I've been on the past two weeks. I. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, I won't. I won't harp on this too long because it's pretty obvious that the Bengals being in the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl, being AFC champions, uh, winning the AFC North. Highs, 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 lows. How much? How much? How much gear did you get? Are you waiting on the Super Bowl? Did you like? You're saving. You're saving. Oh. Like I'm not. I'm not oh. blowing it on some championship bullshit. I'm waiting for that Super Bowl. Is that what you're doing? Oh, that's no. what you have to do. No, that's no. what you know. That's what you have to do. You maybe get a shirt. Maybe get a shirt. No, no offense. You don't. I've <laughs> you, never. You I, fool. I've, I've never bought. Spent my money on Super Bowl I've never. I've, I've <laughs> never bought an NFC North shirt or, or an NFC Championship shirt. Granted, I really haven't had another opportunity. One time, obviously, the only either. Shirt but that I have bought, that I believe. Mine said Super Bowl champions. Other than. NBA champion or yeah. World Series champion. Taking it all around. Yeah, fuck you. Was, uh, I did buy I did buy Indians ALC, yeah. <laughs> ALC, ALC uh, gear. I'm was, sorry. I bought I got a, a UC playoff shirt because I was like, mm. ah, this is this probably Okay, I have mountain. a UC playoff shirt. This yeah, but, about the mountain top but that's what I mean. That's the mountain top, I, I think. One, I well, think see, one cool time I bought this Mission October shirt and up and down. <laughs> <laughs> For winning the wild card? And, and up and up and up. I didn't even buy a shirt for winning the wild card. And, and up, yeah. Did you buy any up wooden and, spoon shirt yeah. for the <laughs> One time I bought the Mission October shirt, and up until very recently, I've been a very sad person. That, uh, is, that explains it. That's right there. I bought a Mission Also, also I have an MLS Cup shirt. So, you know, I did buy a little something, something that I'll uh, show you guys next week. But as far as my low goes... Zach, but do you remember a little uh, contest of kicking and screaming 
that happened earlier this season between the Cincinnati Bengals. Or more kicking and screaming, really, between uh, Evan McPherson. Oh, God. Two yeah. people who we highlighted as such, so, such great performers at their position in the last segment. Joe Burrow. No, no thanks. You can have it. <laughs> yeah. I was more looking at uh, Evan McPherson and Mason Crosby, who yeah. combined for five. Mason Crosby. I don't, I don't. Five, <laughs> it's not even Crosby. I can't even get it off the ground picks. anymore. Five missed kicks that was, at uh, that opportunities. Was, uh, five in a row combined. I about had a heart attack watching that game. All of them were. And that, was, that was the beginning. Because up of them to that were to point, win the game. Yeah. <laughs> all five of those kicks were to win the game and two of the best kicks. One of them, one of them went, though, Not obviously good. took the lessons learned and put that into good use. The other one, the Packers, I ended up costing overall a chance to play for this, you know. To go to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I just it's been interesting. I don't want to talk about special teams. That's one of that's I hate it. I want them to eliminate all kicking. I thought, I thought one of your lows actually would have been the one that was one of the highlights of the Brown season. The week after getting that big win in Baltimore, uh, coming back yeah. to Earth, losing the game forty-one to sixteen to the Browns. Here's the specific kind of that you got to the top of the division. Everybody thought you were going well, and then that's always hard. Yeah. Here's the specific good one. reason I didn't one. bring that up. Uh, because you don't think I deserve any happiness. No, <laughs> no it, is, oh, it, is, it is for that exact reason, is that you get your happiness and in, in that, in that I have been to one Browns game with you, Johnny Manziel debuted in that game. You had a horrible time. I believe you got sick on that trip, too. No, I was sick and before was, going to that trip. Oh, you weren't I sick? Destroy, I, you I weren't sick afterwards? I before we left. <laughs> You could hear me snoring from five hotel rooms away because I was so congested. It was terrible. And then Johnny Manziel made it even worse. Yeah, I was going to say. the ball off the wrong if you fucking sick, way. If you weren't sick after that game, uh, yeah. And now I went to, that was my one Bengals-Browns games in Cleveland. I've been to one Bengals-Browns game in Cincinnati. And it went equally, if not, more horribly, no one handed the ball off the wrong way, I guess. We should go to more Bengals-Browns games is what I'm hearing. What I'm saying is, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, yeah, we're even now. So it wasn't my worst moment because I was like, ah, you know what? Greg's even with me now. <laughs> Can I say one thing? My team beat both the teams playing for the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. You, everybody can make up their own mind what that means. Is that your high of the season? That is my high, well, yeah, both yeah. Both of us, hey, if the Bengals win, we can both claim our UCF National Championship because we beat the Bengals twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Undefeated against the Bengals for, like, a few years at this point. So we'll get to, we'll, we'll raise that, uh, what, AFC runner-ups or whatever, <laughs> the, the Colts banner that they have. <laughs> Wait, What? Yeah, they have like an AFC runner-up one. That's almost yeah. as good oh, as yeah. Florida State. No. Oh, yeah, yes, they do. And then Florida It's like Xavier's NIT banner. No, the best one is... Well, lots uh, of teams have NIT. The best one is the Florida State. <laughs> they have the number four in the final rankings of 2020 because the tournament gets canceled. So they have the Who put four. that up? Uh, the Colts. AFC runner-up banner. No. <laughs> yes. So, it so comes up real quick. AFC Ooh. finalist, I'm what? sorry. Oh, yeah, finalist, yeah. Uh, 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 nomenclature. No, but. yeah, nomen finalist <laughs> is the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> finalist is the preferred nomenclature. Well, so do you guys have any uh, lows, highs of the season? Um, so I would probably... Oh, they have multiple. Oh, they do? I didn't <laughs> even know that. AFC finalist, 
banners. They have a 1996 AFC finalist banner and a 2000. Sorry, that that blows my goddamn mind. Um, I would say probably the highs for the season. I mean, the Bengals win was obviously big. I would say probably the biggest high was that that win versus Denver, where you know Baker Mayfield was out, mm. Nick Chubb was out. Yeah. You got that Ernest Johnson win, yeah. and you just felt like we're even winning with our backups. Like, we got something special. Worst, I mean, there are plenty. You know, there's the Pats loss, the Ravens loss when you picked off Lamar four times. Yeah. I would either have to say it's one of two. I would probably say it was the beginning of the end, that game that happened on 30 Rack of Sports, the Browns losing to the Raiders mm-hmm. in that game that they blew. They had a bunch of backups in. They were yeah. able to get the lead. They lost. It was the Monday, like 5.30. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was the beginning of the end because they lost that game. They followed it up with another tough effort, losing to the Packers. Tough lost effort. To the Steelers. That's just embarrassing. They lost to the Packers. Yeah, Packers exactly. should have got their ass rocked exactly. in Lambeau. <laughs> so Jesus. there were three straight baffling losses that basically ruined the Browns yeah, season. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So that I would say that that Raiders game was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Zach, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh. What? We're doing a podcast. I know here, we're doing sir. a podcast. Those highs? Those highs? Uh, whew. I mean, my high from the year was when the Packers were in that driver's seat. Everybody said they couldn't do it. They went into Arizona, no defensive coordinator. No defense, really. A young man named Rasul Douglas. Rasul. Stepped up. A.J. Green didn't know where he was at for a play, which seemed pretty normal. So that was honestly, yeah, for me. I mean, that was, no one thought that name of the Cardinals would go down. Once again, they did, as they always do. They fold. I'm curious to see how the, uh, so many people in the hot seat there. I, th- I think in Arizona, we're probably going national oh, a little oh, bit yeah. here. I think oh, yeah. big time. Well, I, I love it. I love I when people put themselves any, on the hot seat. Any high or low moments from the season overall? Yeah. Uh, high, Tom Brady, Sayonara, Ben Roethlisberger, Sayonara. Uh, it's, really? It's been fun. Um, He's my, a complicated legacy. My, my it's always favorite, a man with a complicated favorite, legacy. Uh, and he does. He does. I'm not saying A that. lot of people have been stealing these headlines for the Tom Brady thing. Yeah. But uh, the first one to do it, after Ben Roethlisberger uh, retired, there was an article in the Cleveland Plain Dealer that said, <laughs> uh, Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Steelers, Oh yeah, uh, winless versus the Browns in the playoffs announces retirement. <laughs> yeah, it was like a shamelessly retires yeah. after going winless against the Browns in the playoffs. It was very funny. Yeah, um, you know as far oh, as oh shit, yeah, that was Tommy Maddox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, he wasn't until what oh five I think. So. Yeah, yeah, um, or oh four. Some, I mean, some good moments. I would say. Some of that, like, Lions getting their first win, getting a couple wins. Uh, you know, I, I like Dan Campbell. I think him Ugh. getting a couple wins. Fun. Detroit's a shithole. It's all minute. Detroit's, you know what? That's the, yeah, I hate this city, Detroit. Why do you talk like I don't? Like, that's like being like a uh, Reds fan. Like I, I, yeah, I really Michigan, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions, they all go to hell. Um, I Classes would say, you know, fun. There were uh, probably lows for you then, talking about Ohio State guys. Your guy, Herb. 
<laughs> no, I thought that was fucking uh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Urban Meyer, oh my god. I thought that first of all, I thought that was hilarious. I think I think I was honestly, if we go back and talk about what we think, well, I think I was probably the most spot on. I said he's gonna fucking burn out like a goddamn. Oh yeah, comet. all of us. All yeah, of us we all a podcast, did say that, but right. I think I was like, no, I think you that's said, dumb as shit. Yeah, because <laughs> I think he did exactly what I thought he would. He wouldn't listen to anybody. He was gonna bend the will. The whole what are you going? Because I think you said burnout quickly. I think. Josh and I were both on the like two to three mediocre. Yeah, yeah, you were like out. a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not going to be good. You gave him, you gave days. him a little more. Yeah, which is insane to me, honestly, because what he just went on the air, I don't whatever podcast he was on like a week or two ago or radio show and said, uh, basically talked about like he didn't know how practices worked and stuff. And I'm like, how how do you not? I can tell you all for a fact right now. I know for a fact none of the three of us in this room have. Coach, obviously, at the NFL or collegiate level, much less at any level, officially. And I would know the difference between college and NFL practices. And you're a coach in college, and you know Bill Belichick. You didn't call him, and it was like, hey, this is how things work here. What or should I learn. expect? Yeah, yeah. Or right. you hire someone. Made I mean, no he hired a bunch oh, of guys yeah. that had been in the NFL. I know. That's what I mean. We're going to sit here. I don't care if it takes two hours or it's going to take 12 hours. You tell me everything I need to know about practice. You tell me how you guys have seen practices set up, and then we'll kind of go from there, and you tell me, right? Yeah, he didn't you listen can, to yeah. any of them, though. I he mean, didn't. You can, you see, you've seen some college coaches be successful to at least some degree. You know. Yeah. No, you Yeah. Bill O'Brien at least had some success. I mean, yeah, Bill. But yeah. Bargain them, Bill. And they, <laughs> they. You know, he did, though. They, he had way more success than Urban Meyer. But that's what I, I mean, they made it to, you know, a couple divisional rounds, but, like, they at least understood how everything went. Bill O'Brien's head got a little too big. You know, Pete Carroll, I think, just... I mean, what would you think would have happened if Urban Meyer had, had any success? His yeah. head would have exploded. But that's what I mean. The, Both, at least, they had enough... Oh, yeah. Hey, this is what we do. I mean, I think that's one of the worst things that happened this season, is that that man had the negligence to bring Tim Tebow on to oh, crawl around on the yeah. ground yeah. and then waste <laughs> yeah. away the rookie season of Trevor Lawrence. Oh well, yeah, not just that. Um, and and the uh, the sophomore season of uh, James Robinson. No, yeah, and plenty yeah. other players that have plenty of talent and the capability. The pure, the pure incompetence that offense, of him. Say is what just you will about that defense. That offense should at least, at least, yeah, be mediocre. How did he? He blew. He should have. I remember when it's like he's gonna he's gonna take the job, and I remember thinking, just stay at Fox. You got a good fucking thing going on here. You are halfway like. You know, I thought he was pretty good. I thought some of his insights was interesting and different than, you know, a lot of what you get on that show. And then he takes, I knew it was, I didn't expect it to be that. It was, Man, he left us with Bob Stoops as an analyst at the yeah, end of the Bob year. Stoops, he was, I love Bob Stoops. You know, he seems like a good dude and stuff, but boring well, as Well, that's fuck. what I mean. When you have a coach that actually, like, opens yeah, up a little bit, which he did a little bit. He did, yeah, that, yeah. But that tells yeah. you He'll play happens, some defense I mean. and some offense. No, no, I, I agree. You, know, you have those coaches that are that are buttoned up that don't tell you anything. You see it, you know, in every sport. Oh, yeah, Bill Belichick is ever a color guy somewhere. I'm never. I'm going to turn that game on mute. Like, no, Bill well. Belichick would be hilarious. They should make Bill, Bel- <laughs> they should make Bill Belichick and everybody. Tony Romo call a game together. Uh, I like Romo. Romo gets so much. I like Romo. I think he's got good. They'll be insight. like Bill. Will be like, yeah, I think he's gonna take the pass here. It's second and third. Well, look what's gonna happen here across the middle. And if you dip, dip, whoa, dip, Jim. Dip, dip, dip. whoa, Jim, whoa, Jim. So, guys, I think that's that's about enough for the season. Uh, best moments, worst moments. As far as the season, though, 
I would say, especially playoff-wise, close to as entertaining as we've had. You know, wildly entertaining. Uh, I have a feeling the Super Bowl is either going to be crazily entertaining or going to be a massive bo- dud. And I would say, it's like, be the most boring game. The AFC, you know, you had, I think every team had at least four losses. So a more entertaining season than you've seen, more teams yeah, in it yeah, towards yeah. the end. So I would say a fun season overall, whether or not the, uh, the outcome is that favorable it's unfavorable or unfavorable for me so it doesn't really matter but we'll get to that next week as josh mentioned in the intro i believe it's our third super bowl as a podcast one of our favorite things to do at least Josh and I. I don't know about you. You're not as much of a degenerate gambler as the rest uh, of us. I'm not a gambler, but these prop bets are fun. The, these are they're, fun. They're fun. They're fun. Well, it's the best, best game to look at for prop yeah, bets. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, so much. The prop bets go everywhere, up, down, left, right. Who knows where they're going. Um, so we have these prop bets courtesy of Bovada. Uh, guys, we'll start with the. We'll start with just an easy one. We'll, we'll, <clears throat> coin toss result. Yeah. Heads and tails, both minus... 105. Heads. Tails never fails, whatever. <clears throat> no, I don't buy that. I think heads. Everybody likes head. Heads. All right. It's true. Everybody. Next, we move <laughs> into some of the more fun ones. Uh, guys, commercials to play first. Mm, mm, so this mm, is commercial mm, versus mm, commercial, not the first commercial. It's just which right. one shows up first. Right. Through your travel companies, you got Booking.com or the Expedia Group. Which one do we got first? Expedia. Both minus one ten. I think I got Booking. I was gonna yeah. say I'm feeling oh, yeah. Booking. I think yeah. I got Booking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeff. No, Goldblum, you said Expedia. Jeff Gold or no, Jeff Goldblum. He's uh. He does the apartments. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, guys, I don't even watch football. Some favorite. Some some good brands. Intuit QuickBooks is minus two hundred over the Bell. At plus 150. Oh, Do you think we get the wow. bell sneaking in up here quickly? Getting you some Doritos logos? Oh, yeah. Taco oh. Bell Taco Bell is all marketing. As a big fan of Taco Bell as an organization, a company, what they produce, uh, it's all marketing. It's what they produce. I mean, they're are great you, at Are you going to live Moss? Or? Oh, we're living <laughs> yeah. Moss. We're living Moss at plus 150. The, the, one of the better ones I've seen. Really? Only plus 150? Yeah. Wow. That's some action, uh, folks. Guys, commercials with a dog in it. Oh, over under six and a half. Uh, over has minus one fifty. Under has plus one fifteen. I up. think you'll get way over six and a half. Yeah. Hold up, they have dogs. They have an over under on dogs and commercials. Over under for how many commercials will have a dog in it? How many were there last year? So just commercials with a dog, not dogs. I don't total. know. Yeah, just commercials and with six, a dog. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. How many were that last year that they're setting this? But if you think, line at six and a half, you said they're they're. I'm gonna say it, no. They're say leaning no. it towards under over. under minus under one fifty to plus one fifteen. I think I'm going over. Mm. I think uh, I might specifically go specifically on the NBC broadcast. If you if you're watching Telemundo or whatever. Well, uh, yeah. Jesus, Grant, to be said, but. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna gonna go under there. I'm going under. Yeah. Six, Someone keep track of this and like let me lot. know because I'm going under. Like I, six. No way. If I can be safe at six, six seems like a lot of commercials with dogs. That, that seems, seems like, like a lot. That of seems like an oversaturation in the market. Guys, and the last one, the 
I guess we're getting into pregame here. The Drake curse bet. Ooh. What team's jersey will Drake wear at the homecoming event during Super Bowl weekend? Bengals plus 135, Rams minus 180. Rams. I think he'll wear Rams. I think the chain sold me in that he's gonna go. He's gonna go with the Joey B one. Really? Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Oh no, no, wait. My he was God. in a he was in a music video with Odell Beckham. I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, he's going with Rams. Mm. He's gonna wear. Yeah, Rams. for that fact, I'm gonna go. I was losing I was on Rams, that, but for that yeah, yeah. fact, I'm going on Rams. Going Rams. Guys, to halftime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got the halftime show. How many songs will be played? This one's heavily to the over. Minus 300 over eight and a half. Under eight and a half is plus 220. I'm gonna I feel go, like they play about 10. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go over. With, that, with that many artists, they're not going to play the two. whole fucking song. Yeah. Either. They're going to go bump, 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 bump. Think yeah. about it. Think about it. There's five. Yeah, what'd you say? Five artists? At least yeah. five. Wait, yeah. first, first off, this show is bananas. Dre, Mary J. Mary J. Blige, Eminem, yeah. and Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. It's just mind-blowing. And think about how many last year was the first show i can remember in quite some time where there wasn't some surprise guest mm-hmm. or something so you think about like that's five songs they have I to at least like tom at least petty did it and did like a whole fucking set though yeah yeah it was just it was it's good. 30 minute halftime yeah he yeah. did like a, like a whole look it was fun i'll go over there Got i think it. it's too much too many for people. But yeah, one of the performers in the halftime show eminem if you've heard of him yeah Big uh, fan. Will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? Yes is the favorite at minus 180. No is plus 135. I feel like this is a slam dunk. Right? 100%. Yeah. Same same thing with uh, will Mary J. Blige be wearing fur or faux fur? Oh, yes. Minus will. 160. Yes, she will. I yeah, think that's yeah, a yeah. slam dunk. Yeah. If no you're, if you're somewhere that lets you pair those two up together. Mm. Make it rain, baby. The one, the one bet that's been around since the early two thousands. That's you. Yeah, you have to bring up. Plus one thousand, yes. Minus four thousand, no. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? <laughs> you can't. You can't go yes. They've, no, they've that, that's not gonna fucking happen. Here's an interesting one, guys. I think this this yeah. is one it has a lot, a lot of value on it. I don't think it would if they would have said merch. Then maybe, but it specifically says a jersey. Will Eminem don a Detroit Lions jersey? Plus 500. Yes. No, no. I don't think he will. No. no. I don't Lions think he there. will. If, yeah. he was, if he they, will. Yeah, they were there, I don't think he will. I know. Like, I'm thinking maybe like if he were Eminem's to, not a big jersey wearer to begin with. He's not a big jersey wearer to begin with, but I'm wondering that like if him and Stafford being the only connections to Detroit, he'll wear like a Detroit Lions Stafford jersey. Plus 500, it's, it's w- worth it. I just, Eminem rarely wears, I just say, but he, not like other hip hop artists, he doesn't wear a lot of jerseys. I don't think he'll right. wear one. Guys, to the game itself, uh, one of the more interesting ones, you've got some kickers that have had some ups and some downs. We mentioned McPherson just so far in the show. First missed field goal of the game. We have, why, including the goalpost. You have um, wide left plus 110, wide right plus 110, and short, which would include the crossbar and it getting blocked at plus 400. Wide right. Because if I'm thinking, both kickers are right. Right, yeah, it should be. 
Um, so if you figure, there's there's always a pretty solid chance. I think you could have be nerfed. on the left hash, and then you got to kind of, you yeah. know, from being a right hand, for being a right kicker. I don't know. That's I, usually I, where I think kicker. I, I would have thought. Stronger. I would have thought left because you yeah. try to get it. You get a little bit too much. Yeah. And you pull you could it a come around bit. on it. That's pull it a little bit. I mean, that's not bad either. No. Um, I don't think short. The next one having to go with, you know, a popular bet is the national anthem how long it is <laughs> we don't have enough usually it's around the two to 205 range um there's usually quite will, a bit of prop bets surrounding the national yeah. anthem uh one of them will a word be forgotten or omitted from the national anthem who's doing the national anthem who is doing that? I don't know. I, no I, know I don't know. I've been so focused on the mind-blowing uh, halftime show. I, that's, it's, it's too much. I don't think I'm going to like yeah, it. I don't, I think, don't think I'm going to like it. I don't know. I'm a I bit... think it's too much just because I'm such a fan of a lot of those oh, yeah. people. And then also it's the Bengals are in it. I think in. it's going to be sensory overload for me. Yeah, country, probably. But... Country singer Mickey Guyton. I've never no heard of her, but she's a country is. singer. A country singer would never... Forget no, a word yeah, of the yeah, national true. anthem. That's uh, their that's their career. That's, yeah, that no. The she other one with down. the national anthem. Will any scoring drive? So this would include if you you know maybe got a yes interception. Hundred percent. We uh, talked about this before the show. Yes. These will any scoring drive take less than the time it takes to sing the national anthem? So that could include field goals. Like I said, three three and out field goal. Yes is the heavy favorite. Minus 250, no is at plus 185. I think you've got two offenses who have proven to be explosive and defenses that are, can be opportunistic and get you that short yeah, field. That short field. So I, I, I just would be shocked if there wasn't one. It's, it's you know, I said that last year, and it, it did not happen. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I think the thing that gives it the better edge, because it's, it's one of those things that's can usually pretty heavily favored, um, that yes, there will be a drive that's shorter than the national anthem, uh, but I think this year the thing that gives it a good shot is that yeah, both defenses are very opportunistic defenses. You could get some really good field position yeah. in this game, or or scoop and score, pick six, what have you. All right. I just think both teams Guys. have a sorry. I mean, I'll just say you have Chase, and then you have. That too, you Beckham Jr. I mean, I know it's a complete shut up, but you got two too. guys yeah. who could completely just burn you. Guys, uh, final three. Okay. Uh, first one. Total sacks in the game. Over four and a half is big favorite, minus 180. Under is plus 135. There's got to be over. over. Total, total combined overall sacks in the game. And the overs. Four and a half. Oh, over. over. That's, that's stupid. Over. That's, I, yeah, I that's guarantee Joe money. Burrow, even, I'm not saying whether they win or lose, they, he got sacked, what, nine times against the Titans in one? I guarantee you he gets sacked at least four times on his own. You're <laughs> I will. I will. I'll paint my face as a tiger if both of these quarterbacks don't <laughs> oh, yeah. take at least I mean, I'm, I'm two sacks. I'm saying the Bengals could, yeah. No, I, think both, I, mean. I think both guys take at least two sacks. That's an yeah. easy one. Uh, an interesting one that I think based on, you know, you got some kickers that can make some field goals, and you mentioned with the explosive plays, very slight favorite to touchdown. What will be the longest score of the game? Touchdown is minus 125. Field goal is minus 105. A very slight favorite to field goal. I'm going to... Is the longest score? Yeah, so if you think about it... Single play. You know, field goals, you could get up to 60 yards. You know, you're probably going to see a 50-yard field goal. Will you see more than a 50-yard touchdown? It's very possible. It's possible, but it's honestly usually not likely. 
You're still, I feel like more often than not. Super Bowl, you get two weeks to prepare. <clears throat> so you're probably looking 30, 40 yards long as pass, you know, big time. It, it definitely could be more. I'm going with the odds. Like, I still think I can see one yeah, of them making. they're almost even odds, too. Because I think one of them could kick a 55-yarder, but I don't know if you're ever going to get one play to score a touchdown. I can see a guy getting a 60-yard gainer, but I see somebody getting that angle. Yeah, oh, right last minute, he's 10 yards out, yeah. gets bumped out of bounds. At even odds, I'm taking, I'm taking a single play, actually. I'm going to go against yeah. you guys here, take yeah. a single play. You got Jamar Chase and you got Cooper Cup. My my own my thing is just two weeks to prepare. I just think yeah, I yeah. think they're gonna yeah. keep you know front. once again they'll probably keep happens, him in check. I don't think it's gonna surprise. That's why it's even odd. Yeah, but uh, we're both going field goal. The last one that we have, one of my favorites to do, and I, I think it's been the last one that we've done. You know, the last couple of years. Get what it. color liquid will be poured on the winning coach of Super Bowl 56? Now, now hold on. There was I, I found this one interesting this year because there is also a uh, prop bet on what color Snoop Dogg's shoes will be that also has the same colors. Now, for Snoop Dogg's shoes, blue is the favorite. What's the favorite? I'm curious this year because we have some team colors that could be favorites here. I'm curious this year, what's the team, uh, the color favorite for Gatorade? Gatorade, actually, you would say, you know, orange would probably be the Bengals. Right. Blue would be for the Rams. Those are actually tied for the second best option. Really? Uh, your lime green uh, yellow. The best one. Is, uh, That's what Gatorade is. is lime, lime green yellow is the favorite? Is your favorite at that? All, any of those is uh, the favorite at plus 250. Orange and blue, uh, you know, either or orange is plus 300, blue is plus 300. Uh, your clear or water is plus First 375. First of all, the one green is Gatorade. That is Gatorade. That's what Gatorade, everybody knows. Folks. And then red well, yeah, or purple. Yeah. And it's the best plus one. Plus 550. That or the light baby blue. The, yeah, uh, that, that is the OG Gatorade is as, the lime. Yeah. As someone yeah. that has uh, won this bet before. Picking orange. You are a master at this bet. Picking orange. It was plus 600 because there was a nasty rumor that started that it was going to be purple. So purple went from like plus 800 to like minus 125. Mm -hmm. But I had my inside sources at the time that got me to... Insider to, uh, trading. To plus 600. <laughs> That's illegal, orange. by the way. I wonder if the Nevada Gaming Commission would up. like to hear about that. It wasn't in Nevada, so I'm proud. I mean, it was on a podcast, so Stop. someone just guessed, and I went with him. That was about it. Oh, but, uh, oh, oh, I thought short. people were throwing. <laughs> but, uh, guys, a... out of these colors, which which one do you like? I, I said lime green. I like blue, baby. You're OG, Cali the OG Gatorade. California, Pacific Ocean, in SoFi. Green? Are you kidding me? That's the dumbest pick. I'm going I'm blue. So... Oh, I you, yeah, said, no. you said green, though, blue. didn't he? No, I'm going blue. Did I say green? No, I'm going blue. Maybe I said sure green. I don't know. We'll green. rewind the tape. Rewind uh, it. I think you said green. Be in your car right now. Carefully <laughs> rewind it. See what I said. But I'm going blue. They're at SoFi Stadium. Blue. I'm going to go just odds. Just, you know, some good value. I'll go with red. Yeah. I feel like red's one of those that, that shows up more than it should. Mm -hmm. 
I'll go with red. I think three punch is dangerous, though. Bengals are wearing black, so it wouldn't stain the jerseys, too, after they win the Super Bowl. I think, yeah, usually you get that, like, weird stained jersey, and I don't know. But the Bengals are wearing... I don't want to go orange or blue for, like, a winner, so I I think I'm going to go... The Bengals are wearing black, though, so it won't stain after they, you know, after they win and everything. I mean, it'll stain their white numbers. I see Uh, a blue door, and I want to paint it black. Anyway... So guys, we got rolling Zacks over there. Some uh, some big props for the game. Let us know your favorite props at Thirty Rocket Sports. We'll have a couple of polls posted next week, getting you ready for some of these props. My favorite Be sure one. To check at Thirty Rocket Sports. Favorite props. I'm we curious to see. I'm curious to see what the fans say here. Like guys, what's the first song of the halftime show going to be? Uh, I mean, that that there could be. Any new <laughs> yeah, multiply it by five this year. The real Slim Shady. I. I'm expecting it, it to be an Eminem song or a Dr. Dre song, which could be both. But guys, yeah, Eminem favorite, comes out first or last. My favorite. Who does the MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates, God or Jesus, city, coach, owner, family or nobody? Let me, family, let me, let me God, Isaiah uh, T. Billings, Clyde. No, they always do this though. Like they didn't know they were going to be MVP. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> First of all, I'd like I to just, thank Mickey Mouse. I don't know. What to say. First of all, I just want to thank what do they always? Uh, yeah, I just want to thank the teammates. If it's Joe Burrow back, I just want to thank the offensive line keeping me clean. The boys. I just want to thank. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he'll still say even though he's all bloodied up and his arms hanging out. I just, want to, think, I just want to thank thing. Stan Kroenke. Really, Stan <laughs> Kroenke for getting me here. <laughs> Guys, those are your Super Bowl props. Be sure to check out the polls that we have at Thirty Rounds. We're going to finish off our show, as we normally do, with our shout-outs for the week. First off, of course, want to give our shout-outs to all the listeners at 30 Rack Sports. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, you know, on a different day than normal, we will have our Monday and Friday show next week. And as we mentioned, we will have a couple-week break, come back with the new season in early March of 30 Rack Sports. Be ready for that. Getting you prepped for March Madness and the rest maybe of the Maybe some baseball? Season. Maybe? Pray? Maybe. So, yeah. Pray? Maybe. Pray? 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 Doing a little Pray. spring train. Our father? If not, uh, some baseball. Did you guys know the Bearcats had a baseball game snowed out recently? Uh, it's that time, man. It's it is? Is that time? It's on. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It was like college baseball. Usually they stay yeah. in like Florida for two weeks. All right. Yeah, yeah. Guys, also want to give a shout out to the wonderful beer that we had from Seven Sun Brewing. A... Kind of a fun, different beer. Yeah, the, I like uh, it. Big fan. Big fan. The IPA, the coffee IPA uh, with Upper Cup from Columbus. So thank you to Seven Sun. It, it's a different beer, but we like to try all everything that Ohio has to offer on the beer front. So it's a, it was yeah. a fun little beer to try. Uh, for our personal shout-outs, Zach, we'll start with you. Who are you shouting out this week? Uh, I'm shouting out two gentlemen this week. Uh, and what has Greg called a up-and-down week for the Buckeyes. It was. But for the Basket Bucks, uh, two huge milestones. Uh, Chris Holtman reaching num- win number 100 at Ohio State. And then also EJ Lydell, 1,000 career points. So, oh, yeah. You know, two big, um, two big milestones. Obviously, they both came in uh, the win, um, not the loss to Purdue. That was devastating. But so congrats to those two. Big milestones for both of them. Now... Holman needs to get past the first fucking weekend. So we'll yep. see how that goes. Uh, well, I also have two shout outs. My first one goes in the same vein that you had with Chris Holtman getting this 100th mm-hmm. win. 
uh, 200th career win in North Carolina for, for Coach Wes Miller of the Bearcats. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> there you go. That's an one, of the, uh, one of the young rising stars, of course, in basketball. Uh, team hosting a five-star recruit this week. Hey, oh, really? Yeah, let's yep. see if we can uh, see yep. if we can figure some stuff out. Get this Bearcat basketball team back on track. I will say, <sighs> moving to the Big Twelve will be a fun time. Right now, the the <laughs> team that's in last place in the Big Twelve is projected as an eleven seed. In I saw that. Game, so. That is unbelievable. Uh, my other shout out goes to the NFL realm. The new GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa uh, was hired this week as the new GM for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, previously, the VP of football operations for the Browns. Uh, believe with this, there is now six GMs uh, that are of there that are of a minority. So the yeah. Rooney Rule, you know, starting to push some stuff in there. Uh, four head coaches now, I believe. Still a few openings, I believe. Five last year, but with David Coley's firing down to four um you know he was a guy that they said you know uh andrew barry uh the gm of the browns said you know he added a whole lot so uh good luck to him Mm -hmm. nice to see you know some guys from the browns showing showing that we're competent enough organization that that other people want some of our talent shocking uh also just a fun little thing with the new rooney rule ad in 2020 because we had a minority uh candidate become a head coach or GM, the Browns now get a third-round compensatory pick. So, It's one of those things that you're just like, oh, that's that's nice, but that's also something. kind of I fucked mean, up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, always, not real. Uh, hopefully he does well because he's yeah. a former Browns guy in Minnesota. Some people. I hope he crashes and burns, but you know, you know, but, uh, we'll see. Not literally. Uh, shout out to him. He he seems like a guy that's worked really well under Andrew Barry. And there've been, you know, a lot of good additions to the Browns in the last two years, even with some up and downs responses. Uh, Josh, who are you shouting out? I couldn't even imagine. Uh, yeah, you'll probably Zach could, Taylor. You couldn't imagine. No, I'm gonna who shout just out. got a billion year contract, similar to what you signed in Scientology, but now to be the Bengals head. Uh, Forever until exactly the end of now the Bengals till the end of time. Man, you guys are gonna be astonished at who I'm gonna shout out. All right, I'll go with my first one. Not Mike Zach, Brown. No, he's not <laughs> Zach Taylor. He has coached in the AFC North before. Uh. Small stint. You, may, you say Hugh Jackson was strangling no, no, Small stint. little smaller than that. Not as significant. Not in the headlines as much. His name is uh, William Cower. And uh, currently... Oh, uh, former Browns <laughs> defensive back Bill Cower. Yes. Yes. Uh, Bill yeah, Cower. Yeah, that's everybody remembers. Uh, I just thought that Bill Cower was absolutely hysterical. Like, I, I was just calming down and, like, getting, getting back to base after the win and everything. And I looked up and... Bill Cower is like sitting there on the desk and I'm pretty sure it was Von Bell or Jermaine Pratt just comes and like yanks the mic out of his hands. And I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then Joe Mixon goes on like this, like rant about how we're not done yet. But Bill Cower is just like sitting there, like, like this big, like laugh on his face, like completely astonished. I saw one comment that was like, Bill's on like some acid trip route now. Like the, the Bengals? The Bengals. The Bengals. The here now. I mean, as some as someone that coached against the Bengals right. during the <laughs> oh yeah uh, the Shula and yeah. uh, LeBeau years, I can understand why he's amazed. It was by what's yeah, happening. it was a funny thing to see. And oh, then yeah. 
and this is all all my shout outs are kind of like generationally like mind blowing things that I've seen over the past week. Another one was to another person who I thought I'd never shout out before, Tom Brady. Um, a lot, you know, obviously all the big clips of his career are making the rounds right now um, with his retirement. And I thought one of the best was, I'm not sure which Super Bowl it's at. It's one of the later ones. Uh, but a kid asks him at Super Bowl Media Day uh, who his hero is. And he starts answering the question and everything. And um, he starts talking about how it's his dad. And you see him like slowly transition from like Media Day to like, oh, like my dad actually is my hero. And he just kind of like forgets how to, he just kind of forgets how to like where he is and how to be a patriot. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's just Tom in that moment and not a media guy. And so that's my biggest shout out. And my final shout out is to my dad, who I, I wouldn't be able to appreciate all of the amazing things that I've gotten to experience in sports without, uh, without my dad. So shout out to uh, Pops. Love you. My dad was as salty as I was. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to, I will never. I, I I appreciate my father more in that moment than I have in years. So. <laughs> you guys, you guys both. You, yeah, I can't imagine how my dad was like in a complete astonishment that he, he was like getting to see the Bengals do something again. You were telling the story beforehand of how your dad refused to toast to the Bengals in the AFC champions both. at his party. You did the same thing and very respectable. Both, both of us got yelled at for not being as, uh, as gracious as we were with the Bengals winning. And to that, I say, no. I, yeah, I expect nothing less from you. Uh, Zach, would you ever cheer a Michigan victory? <laughs> Fuck no. Speaking of, final shout-out of the podcast, I'd like to give a shout-out to my third and final person who I never thought I'd shout-out, Jim Harbaugh. Welcome back, my friend. Can't wait for another couple years of some ass spankings. Breaking news there, not going to the NFL. Whoa. I mean, you know. He wins, he wins once, and everybody's like, he's a fucking, I'm not worried about it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, he won. Either way, he, he was going to get his ass kicked by one of my once. teams. So if it wanted he to be won once. When was the last? I mean, it's been years since Ohio State's beat Michigan, right? He won once and was like, NFL, anybody? And it sounds like, no, nobody. No. So he's going to come back and no. see you next November. <laughs> Unless he maybe gets a little scared. And then we get, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe he'll uh, join, join Hugh at Grambling State. Oh, I thought she was at Tennessee State. I don't know state tech. I believe he was. I believe he was coaching under uh, Eddie George at Tennessee. Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Well, one so. final shout out: Hugh Jackson at uh, State Tech A and M. Good job. It's Tennessee State. Let's not act like Jesus. Oh, that reminds me. But uh, speaking of shout outs to coaches, uh, one of my favorite coaches. Jeff Fisher, shout out to him. Oh, a job in the USFL for Michigan uh, something or others. Michigan How Bears. He, talk about talk about writing Eddie George and then you know the, the late great Steve McNair's one year to, to your entire career that you've continuously gotten jobs for being generally just mediocre uh, at what you do. Hugh Jackson's a great uh, state. He by was the way. also on the eighty-five Bears, please. Thank you. Oh my God! Yeah, but like. Oh, also, shout out to Dick Butkus. 
Because him on Twitter has been hilarious. Uh, with his, his his nephew, Luke, who got promoted with Green Bay, and he said, uh, congratulations on getting promoted uh, for the expansion draft Packers, he also, he, or expansion no, team Packers. There have been like three or four things where he's called. No, I thought that one. I saw no. that one. That was uh, I'm, off, I'm on a Twitter hiatus. Still. Shout, out to, uh, shout out to Dick Buckus. Guys, I think this is about time to wrap it up here. Uh, for Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the I one. I can't handle cheers. this for another. Bengals. I can't handle this. We're going to cheer to I was. I came into here today and I was Touch like, I'll probably root for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I don't know if I can handle it now. I don't know if I can handle this for a whole goddamn Exactly <laughs> what I mean. For Cincinnati. I don't think I can fucking handle Just it. Just wait till next week. 30 Rack season finale. Super Bowl. Uh, I'm Greg. Preview. Also Preview. on the show. Uh, have a good week. We'll see you next week on 30 Racket Sports. Greg, you've been a wonderful talent. I hate you. <laughs>